0: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with AMAX.
1: The Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by our friends at Bet BetOnline. BetOnline knows you might not be able to get out to a game this year, but you can still get in on the action at Online. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head on over to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. What's going on, guys? Week number 14 is upon us. We are getting ready for the long awaited Mitch versus Deshaun Watson matchup on Sunday when the Texans come to town to take on our beloved Chicago Bears. what's going on everybody. Week 14, the preview episode of the Bears Talk Underground and um like I said we had a we had a great uh, talk with uh with Brett Coleman yesterday. Um you know, learned a lot about the inner workings of the Texans and how they uh you know we're such a dumpster fire to start the year uh internal battles arguing with the you know coaches and and public displays at the same time of of, you know of contempt for each other and and whatnot and bill o'brien jettisoned after an zero and four start and the texans you know brutal schedule to start the year with but four and four since then and uh coming into chicago Um, I'm sure Watson has got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, even though from what I can tell, he's been kind of coy uh, about it uh, when the when the media has asked him about it. Uh, Mitch has been a soldier in answering those questions, though I'm sure he's probably sick of talking about it by now. Um, But, um, you know, it's 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 going to be an interesting game. Um, We got some news and notes. I got I don't have much as far as keys to the game uh is concerned um you know let's just uh let's go ahead and dive in and and, uh see what happens between now and the time that i say goodbye so what do you say we get on to it it's the uh bears uh, talk underground week number 14 preview episode let's get it on Our beloved kick off the fourth and final quarter of the season uh, on Sunday when Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans come to Soldier Field uh, in the long-awaited first battle between the Bears and Watson uh, since the draft day snub, if you will, uh, when we chose Mitch second overall and left Deshaun to fall all the way to 12 when the Texans traded up to uh, take him. In the 2017 draft, and um, you know, like I said, there's been a lot of talk uh, about that. Media has been asking both quarterbacks, um, you know, their thoughts and feelings and such on on that, and if uh, asking Watson if if the the Bears passing on him would serve as any kind of motivation uh, for this game and and whatnot. And um, like I said, Watson for the most part has been playing kind of coy. Uh, about it you know not he won't basically admit won't won't admit out in the open that he's he's gunning uh for the bears or that he wants to win this one uh to kind of show us and and so on uh you know and, and truth be told he doesn't really need to uh you know we we already get that we made the wrong choice so um you know it it, it happens and uh it happened to us and uh yeah, we got the two guys that we passed on are, you know, going to be superstars or are superstars. One's an MVP and a Super Bowl champion. Uh, the other one's, uh, you know, going to be a perennial Pro Bowler. You know, looks like for his for his career. So, uh, and the guy that we picked uh, may or may not be on an NFL roster next year. We'll see. But um, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see if if uh, anybody wants to pick up the mantle. Uh, for Mitch uh, next year I mean I don't think it's the worst idea if the Bears do to bring him in and keep him as a backup or you know whatever I don't know actually with with Foles still being on the roster next year I I doubt that that would be an option uh, for the Bears or that they would want to go down that path again so anyway we'll uh, we'll see but um, nonetheless uh, it's going to be an interesting day uh, on on sunday uh you know the bears are looking to avoid a seven game losing streak and uh which i think would be our longest since 90 97 when we started 0-7 i think that's uh that would be the that would be the company that we're keeping uh if we lose again on sunday and uh the the smart money is betting that we will actually that uh with the way our defense has been playing, and um, you know the 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 fact that, uh, well, I mean that that alone is is going to be enough. And uh, you know, I n- no one really trusting the Bears' offense to duplicate its back-to-back performances. Um, you know where it did well, or at least to, I don't even say one. I don't want to say back-to-back, perf, you know, good performances because we didn't really have a good performance against Green Bay. We just looked better on offense against Green Bay we actually looked good last week against the Lions and scored 30 points and our defense uh decided that that was the day that they would give up 34 so yeah but um you know so I mean it, we're, we're staring down the barrel of a seventh straight loss and, and and most of the talk this week is going to be you know will that change anything for the McCaskies if we do in fact lose again um and and Will it, will it have to factor in, like, maybe not just, the you know, it being a loss, but if Watson comes out and puts 40 on the Bears uh, and things like that, embarrasses the defense and they play a third straight uh, bad game and, and, you know, Mitch just looks uh, Mitch-like throughout the game, making all kinds of mistakes and throwing interceptions, trying to keep up with uh, Watson uh, and whatnot, would that spell the end? Uh, for Nagy and and Pace and and whatnot or are the McCaskies really going to let Nagy see this thing through to the end uh, of the season so I don't know maybe they're quietly hanging on because we're mathematically still alive uh, at this point Um, Minnesota is the seventh seed right now and they're six and six so we're only a game back from the playoffs at the moment even though I think we're we're losing just about every tiebreaker that is for everyone that we're either tied with or, or you know, behind uh, uh, and whatnot. So it begs the question, you know, will, will another loss, a seventh straight loss, our longest losing streak in almost a quarter of a century, will that be enough for for, McCaskies, for the McCaskies to pull the ripcord and, uh, you know, see if we can salvage what's left Uh, of the year um, with uh, with different leadership uh, to finish out the last bit of the uh, season so it makes you wonder so but let's uh, go ahead and dive into our uh, news and notes uh, for the week not a whole lot to uh, go over you know aside from a another positive COVID test uh, this week the Bears had um, temporarily shut down the facility today Uh, On Thursday, they ended up getting the green light to go back in for practice on Thursday afternoon. So it really just kind of put a halt to the to the morning. And um, uh, the Bears returned back to Tallis Hall for practice in the afternoon and, uh, you know, finish up their uh, meetings and and uh, and what have you. Uh, I don't think it's been announced who uh, had the positive covid test. But I do know that I saw uh, today that uh, DeAndre Carter, our new punt returner. Was the uh, was placed on the uh, COVID reserve list uh, today? So it might have been him, and uh, him being on that list or being put on that list Thursday means that we're probably going to have a new punt returner on Sunday. So um, you know Anthony Miller, who filled in uh, valiantly valiantly on the uh, on the Monday night game for Minnesota after uh, what's his name botched that one and, and blew out his tricep muscle. Um, looks like, uh, maybe it'll be his job again on Sunday against the, uh, the Texans. But, uh, you know, like I said, everybody, every, they were given the, the green light, they were given the clear to go back in. So it wasn't a completely lost day, just, uh, a delayed, uh, day. So that was pretty much all for the, for the big, for the headlines today. Uh, anyway, um, going through the week, I've been trying to find some articles that might be, you know, discussion points and, and things like that, and SI.com dropped an article, um, basically, uh, you know, already declaring that the season uh, was over, so that uh, you know the Bears maybe need to start playing some of these younger guys to see what they have in house. And uh, the guys on that list uh, started with uh, Yoel EA Buniwe, who's been mostly a special teams player uh, in his time uh, with the Bears, a former fourth round pick in 2018 came in with uh, Roquan, and uh, I guess with the with the thought that uh, maybe that would be the future of the position, like those guys coming in together, that was going to be our inside backing core after a while, but um, E.A. Booneyway hasn't quite found his way onto the field yet, and uh, with the way that um, Trevathan has struggled in uh, coverage and how he's being exploited again in the passing game because our opponents are eating up the middle of the field. Uh, you know they're they're going after Buster Screen. They're going after uh, EA, uh, not uh, EA anyway, but, but Trevathan over the middle of the field, and it's paying huge dividends uh, for them, especially last week against the Lions. But um, you know, so maybe if we put him in the game, see what we got left with him, and and all that kind of stuff, maybe infusing, and because he's going into the final year of his contract next year, so if a decision needs to be made about this guy, we definitely want to see what we have uh in him, and uh you know not let him be another guy like that that we get a- that we let get away uh before we really found out what it was that we had, so uh he was number one on that list or or you know just tops of the list i guess uh Riley Ridley uh was on the list. I would like to see some more of him this is you know going into the fourth quarter of his second season uh in the league, and if not for Javon Wims and his stupid uh suspension. Uh, A few weeks back, Uh, I don't know that Calvin or excuse me, Riley Ridley would have seen the field at all uh, this year. And that's, you know, kind of bothers me. What the hell are we hanging on to him for? What isn't he doing in practice and whatnot? That's at least not getting him a chance on the field. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, and, and the reason that I bring this 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 column up is because it does, you know, raise some interesting uh, points about you know, getting some of these young guys out there, getting them some real game action, especially since this year we didn't have the luxury of a preseason for these guys to get some reps that they wouldn't get uh, in the regular season. So outside of the special teams units that uh, EA Booneyway plays on and and you know the practice reps that Riley Ridley gets, we haven't seen any of these guys get any real playing their actual position reps uh at all so it wouldn't be a bad idea but i think it's probably something that the bears would more look into uh next week or the week after if we lose uh on sunday because if we win we're six and seven we're kind of and depending on what happens with minnesota this weekend we might be right back in the quote unquote right back in the thick of things with the playoff with the playoff race so uh you know who's on. i mean you know how bad it's getting right now we're uh, we have the same record as the the Giants and the Redskin Redskins, the Washington uh football team now, the teams that are that were at one point, you know, hanging on to first place with two win seasons and they've kind of come on here uh in the second half and the both the uh both Washington and the Giants have caught the Bears uh from us being five and one and both of them probably being like one in five teams to uh now both being, all three of us are 5-7 and seven and sitting in the same spot. And one of those, the Giants, is in first place right now because the NFC East is a dumpster fire of a division this year. But um, also on that list, our top fifth-round pick, Travis Gibson, uh, outside linebacker, uh, I believe from Tulsa. And uh, he's he's seen the field, but very rarely uh, this year because James Vauders and, and Barkevius Mingo are the – number twos when uh, when Quinn and uh Mac are not in the football game but uh, probably it'd be a good idea to, to get this kid some uh, uh some reps and see what he's capable of in extended duty um talking about putting Duke Shelley and Kendall Vildor uh back in there Kendall was our other uh th- was our third or was he our second because we had three fifth round picks it was Travis Gibson it was uh Kendall Vildor and Darnell Mooney Mooney was the third one so um, Gibson and Vildor were the first two fifth-round picks that we had, Darnell Mooney being the third and final uh, in that fifth round. But getting Kendall Vildor out there, maybe seeing what he looks like at nickel uh, corner, because we're most likely moving on from uh, Buster's screen. I believe Buster signed a three-year deal with the Bears, and uh, we're, we're free to let him go after this year without a cap penalty. And with the year that he's had, especially in the second half, of this season that's looking like uh, Duke's going to be another, or excuse me, uh, Buster is going to be a cap casualty uh, for the Bears. So Duke Shelley, Kendall Vildor. uh, I mean, remember last year at the beginning in in training camp, everyone was talking about how good Duke Shelley was doing and how well he was playing and, you know, some kind of, you know, some rumors, rumblings that, you know, Duke Shelley might actually be our nickel corner because he's outplaying Buster screen. Uh, in training camp and in practice and, and, and whatnot. And, and we did see him out there a bit uh, last year. I don't know what's changed from last year uh, to this year. If I don't remember if Shelly got hurt or, or anything like that, and that's slowed or, or, you know, or stunted his progress and whatnot. But we have barely seen uh, Duke Shelly uh, this year. And then the last one was Artavius Pierce, um, who saw some duty in the um, Vikings game on Monday night. Uh, You know, when David Montgomery was out, we had, uh, you know, just a rotating uh, door of uh, running backs in that game. Four different running backs carried the ball and, uh, you know, Cordero Patterson, uh, Pierce, uh, Ryan Nall and Lamar Miller. And that was the next point on there. It's like, yeah, how about we see what we have in Lamar Miller? And and I know this is kind of, you know, hypocritical of me to ask, especially since I've just spent the last. Three or four days pounding the table for more David Montgomery uh, and everything. It just seems like uh, you know a total waste to to have Lamar Miller, who is a former Pro Bowler, and granted he's coming off of an uh, an injury from last year. His his season got cut short last year because of a knee injury. But uh, you know it, it took it took losing Montgomery to a concussion for the Minnesota game for Miller to even be activated after because he's been on the team since like week six or you know five or six something like that he's been on the team all this time and it took basically a desperate situation to get him out on the field we barely saw him at all uh, against the Bears I think he caught one pass maybe ran the ball one time uh, in that game I mean it was a disaster of an offensive game for the Bears anyway so it's not like we were going to get Miller 25 carries uh, or anything like that but you know, we got these last four games left, you know, if if it's not going to be Montgomery, I would prefer it's Lamar Miller instead of Cordell Patterson. I, that's just me. So I would prefer the running backs to do the running uh, with the football. So I don't know. Uh, and then finally, this one kind of made me chuckle uh, to myself. Uh, I didn't really dig into the uh, article, to be completely honest, but it was the headline enough was enough for me to kind of uh, pull it aside and uh, take a look uh, or, you know, to bring it up. And the, and the headline was, Nagy Confident He Has McCaskey uh, Support. And uh, it's like, well, oh, you know, that might be true uh, this week. Uh, but but get your ass handed to you by Deshaun Watson in Chicago on Sunday, and, and we'll see how strong that support is uh, as if, you know, if it exists at all. Uh, if and when uh, we lose that game uh, on Sunday, and um, you know it's it's been a heavy, heavy uh, topic of conversation in the, the 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 Bears podcast that I listen to. Uh, Hogan Johns have been talking about it a lot. Uh, um, the first show of the week on on Monday for Locked On Bears with Lauren Cox was basically the, the name of the episode was um, Nagy and and Pace sealed their fate on Sunday with the loss of the Lions. And that's what the show was about. And uh, so, I mean, it's it's out there, you know, and it's being talked about a lot by a lot of people that, uh, you know, the days are numbered for Pace and Nagy and that they're on their way out no matter what happens in these last four games unless we win all four and find our way into the playoffs. That's pretty much the only thing that's going to save them uh, at this point. But, you know, that doesn't look very likely. Or as I've uh, said on several occasions this year, nothing that we've done up to this point says that we're going to run the table and go to the playoffs. So, um, yeah, I, I I just don't think it's I don't think it's possible. Not with uh, you know we got to beat Watson on Sunday. We got the Vikings in Minnesota next Sunday. Uh, then the Jaguars are scrappy, man. They've only won one game this year. But uh, they've taken a few teams to the limit, and just, uh, you know, whatever it is, they just keep coming up short um, in, the, uh, in the win column. Uh, they won the first game of the season against the Colts. They've lost every game since, and some of them have been really close. They played the Packers super tough in Lambeau a couple of weeks ago. They did the same thing to Minnesota uh, last week, and both of those teams are better than us. So uh, we'll have to see what happens in a couple of weeks when we travel down to Jacksonville. Get into the into those Florida elements in in you know December, and uh, see if we can come out with a win against that uh, that team, or will we let them win so they can knock themselves out of the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes? So who knows? But um, you know, it, it just doesn't look possible, especially with the last game of the season being against Green Bay. And granted, that's in Soldier Field. Everything right now with the way the Saints are playing and everything says that the that game is going to mean something to green bay so they're most likely going to come to town uh to play so i mean unless green bay drops one and you know the saints pick up another game uh because they've won since starting one and two they've won nine straight they're 10 and two right now number one uh in the nfc the packers are a game behind at nine and three uh right now and um you know if they pull even or if they somehow pull ahead Uh, of the saints to take the number one seed then then maybe we might be able to sneak out a win against the the packers because they're not playing uh for anything but uh, i think if anything's on the line for green bay and and they've got anything to play for that um you know they'll make short work of the bears week 17 and uh, that'll be the end of it uh for pace and for Nagy. so uh anyway that's it for the news section uh, we got the injury report, and it's it's interesting looking at it. Um, just to go from top to bottom here, Alex Bars uh, nursing a finger injury, but he's been full go both days this week. Uh, Jimmy Graham, Akeem Hicks, and Danny Trevathan had the Veterans Day off on Wednesday. All three were good to go, full go on Thursday. Uh, J.P. Holtz nursing a shoulder injury was limited on Wednesday and Thursday, Charles Leno, that toe, uh, that toe injury that's been bugging him, limited him on Wednesday and Thursday. Allen Robinson limited with a knee injury both days this week. Uh, Brent Urban, full go with the thumb injury. Uh, Buster Screen, uh, did he leave the game on Sunday? I think I did remember him seeing him leave the game or something like that. Either way, he's in concussion protocol, hasn't practiced yet this week. And James Voder, Vaughter, James Voder's with the knee injury is uh, – hasn't practiced yet this week so maybe that opens the door to see a little bit more of uh, Travis Gibson uh, this week like that SI article was uh, looking for the interesting things on this list are that these two guys here Darnell Mooney hasn't practiced yet this week for personal reasons so no idea what that is and obviously I don't think the Bears are going to tell us uh, what that is but you know, our, our, our hot young rookie receiver has not y- uh, yet st- practiced this week for the Texans game. And uh, Khalil Mack, not the biggest surprise that he's on the injury report because he was on the injury report last week for a back injury, but this week it's a shoulder injury, and he's yet to practice uh, for it. So I don't think there's any real fear that Mack won't play on Sunday. But, uh, you know, it's just like I think this is three weeks in a row that Mack has been on the injury list. Uh, three weeks ago was a knee last week it was his back this week it's his shoulder so um, you know everybody's kind of wondering what happened uh, to Khalil Mack I think the uh, like those nagging injuries and whatnot are starting to pile up on him and maybe that's why he's uh, losing a step because Robert Quinn uh, I don't know if it's the the curse of the number 94 jersey or something like that he's uh, no one has really any worries uh, when it comes to Uh, anyone but Khalil Mack coming off the edge so um, you know it's it's a it's unfortunate but uh, you know it's like he's out there on an island again and nobody's really got to worry about uh, anyone but uh, Khalil so you know it's uh, he's getting uh, banged up and, and and taking a beating not to mention he's getting held on virtually every pass play so you see it all the time you see guys running it back and they've got <laughs> they've got their arm wrapped around his throat and nobody's throwing flags and things like that. It's it's frustrating as hell to watch. But um so that's our injury report. Um mostly bumps and bruises at this point, but uh like I said, uh keep an eye on on Darnell Mooney. Uh does he practice tomorrow on Friday to uh you know to get ready uh for the game, you know. Maybe Mac will be limited, and I think if he is limited, then we can definitely count on seeing him on Sunday. If he doesn't practice, then we might be playing this one without him. Who knows? But um, you know, we'll have to wait and see uh, on that. So anyway, that's gonna do it for news and notes. Let's go ahead and take a quick break and thank our sponsors, and then we'll get to the PC game. The Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline knows you might not be able to get out to a game this year, but you can still get in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head on over to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Support for the Bears Talk Underground also comes from Manscaped. The holidays are here. Have you made your wish list yet? Our sponsor today has the number one wished for gift of the year, Manscaped, the best in below and above the belt grooming. Manscaped is here to ensure you're taking care of your manhood and nose hairs with their new performance package. Ho, 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 fellas. Naughty or nice, tis the season to perform. You are in luck because the Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle and makes for the perfect gift. Imagine opening an attractive box that says your balls will thank you with the most sought-after gadgets and scents a person could find. Included in this package is the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, which is waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Look, guys. of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff, so why not use the best tools for the job here? This bundle also includes the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. The dads can't stop talking about this, the teens secretly buy this, and the women will love you for it. Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and friends the best package of all, the Manscape Performance Package. And let's not forget their famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. Get the Manscaped Package now to receive their two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. The performance package is the best value that Manscaped has to offer and is hot off the presses. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at at manscaped.com and use the code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds and make Santa proud. Thank you, Manscaped, for making our holes look sexy. And with that, let's get back to the show. So this is probably going to be short because um, I, I don't really have much to offer in in, in the way of a, of a game plan. I mean, I've listened to uh, several uh, different shows and, and and to try to you know and, and and you know from what I can learn from from what I've read and 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 heard from other uh, sources and whatnot about the Texans' strengths and weaknesses uh, and stuff. It's it's funny because um, the the Texans are, are kind of uh, setting up or they appear to be a team where uh, you know they're they're kind of weak in the in pass defense. Um, much like Khalil Mack is, uh, is an island unto himself uh, on the on the bear side. Um, JJ. Watt is very much that guy on the side uh, of the Texans and um, you know they they lost their their best. You know, as, as we heard from Brett uh, yesterday, we, we they lost their their nose tackle, so that would be like us losing Eddie Goldman and and, and again, it's kind of leaving uh, leaving Khalil Mack, or and uh, in this case JJ Watt kind of out there by himself and he hasn't been effective as he's been uh, in the past uh, because of it. and uh, you know so pass rush shouldn't be much of a concern, but JJ Watt is a legit, you know, defensive legend, that guy's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He's a three-time defensive player uh, of the year. He's not to be trifled with. So um, the thought of of him one-on-one with a feedie or uh, Leno does keep me up at night <laughs> uh, just because uh, we can't afford to do that. So, um, But it's like their their corners are, I think, like their number three, number four guys are their starters right now. Uh, they just lost Roby I think for the season Uh, I think it was either PEDs or an injury one of the two he's done for the year uh, either way and um, you know it it sounds like it would be a good spot for the Bears to try to get the passing game going for Mitch to uh, kind of exploit the weaknesses in the in the secondary uh, and such Um, didn't really hear them mention much uh, as far as the run game is concerned but You know, it's like the Texans aren't good on defense like the last couple of weeks. The Bears haven't been good uh, on defense. So people are kind of expecting not a, you know, not a break the scoreboard kind of shootout, but at least a um, a lot of the score predictions I've been hearing, like 27 to 23, uh, 24 to 21, you know, something in that that area where, you know, these teams are going to kind of march up and down the field uh, on each other. And for one reason or another, maybe they won't be able to uh finish it off but you know it's just you know i think if we could trust mitch more as far as his accuracy especially his deep ball uh accuracy then then i think we'd have a little bit more optimism uh going into this thing as far as being able to exploit these corners uh that uh, appear to be a weakness for the uh, texans because they're not necessarily playing with the guys they want to be playing with uh right now so you know I honestly, I think we should come out running the football uh, to kind of set up play action to, you know, kind of get an extra step, you know, past those um, past those corners. And, and I think that it would help, um, you know, if we d- that I think that it helps that the last couple of weeks we've had some better success running uh, the ball so that, uh, you know, the linebackers and safeties and, and corners and such. We'll have to respect the run. Like I really think this is going to be a good week for us to actually effectively use uh, play action, and um, you know it, it's just a matter of, of Nagy and Lazer uh, calling the calling the plays. You know to, to to give the Bears a a shot at it. Uh, I would like to see some more sprint outs, some more rollouts uh, for Mitch because we saw uh, when we got strip sacked in the fourth quarter. Uh, with two minutes to go in the game that uh, dropbacks aren't his thing you know that uh, we don't want to make Mitch a passing a, a pocket passer he's not good at it you know look at what uh, I mean I just uh, got done watching the the Thursday night game between uh, New England and the Rams I mean and we actually we watched the Rams do it to us over and over again with Jared Goff you know with with boots and 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 sprint outs and things like that Goff out there on an island with nobody in his face and look all day was able to find people open downfield and you know they ran the Bears ragged uh in that Monday nighter uh to start off our our losing streak there so you know it, it's something I would like to see more of uh from Mitch he's more comfortable uh that way and um I don't know why um and and I honestly ultimately think that is why Nagy's going to get fired at the end of the year is that he kept trying to, you know, st- stick the uh uh square peg in the round hole with Mitch. He kept trying to make Mitch something that he wasn't rather than tailoring his offense to Mitch's strengths. That is a huge flaw in 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 the coaching uh of Matt Nagy. Like he was just so uh sold on the fact that his scheme was successful that it was good enough to win uh, football games um, that uh, he he didn't he didn't change things up when it was obvious that this wasn't working he 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 knows that it works and if we execute it we'll be fine except we have quarterbacks who couldn't execute it and uh, you know I don't know but it it just I think that's a, a major reason why you know Nagy will be on the unemployment line come. Uh, Black Monday is that you know I think we can all admit that despite his shortcomings uh, Mitch is a talented guy and that maybe I mean because I've also heard and and read a thousand people saying on Twitter is like you watch Mitch go somewhere where they'll actually run an offense that he's good at or when Mitch is a game they'll run an offense that plays to his strengths and he'll do great and honestly I think that's true. Uh, and, you know, and it will help him build confidence and, uh, you know, when he has to do the other things as opposed to N- Nagy constantly putting him in a spot where he might be uh, uncomfortable or, uh, or something like that and, and not doing anything like at the start of the game to kind of build up his confidence uh, before asking him to do the things that he finds difficult. Uh, Nagy just threw him in the deep end of the pool with an anchor tied to his feet and expected him to swim. And, um, you know, I, I would like to see the Bears play more to Mitch's uh, strengths, the rollouts, the you know, the bootlegs and, and things like that, get him out in the open space where he'll feel comfortable because he doesn't have defenders breathing down his neck and, and, and see what he can do for us, you know. So I, I just think that would be something I'd like to see uh, on the offensive side. Maybe that help us set up the play action, maybe help us go over the top and, and get some big plays uh, on Sunday. You know, and, and again, I would like to see um, I would like to see Lamar Miller out there. I would like to see the Bears run the football uh, the way that they have the last couple of weeks. And if they do, again, I would like for us to be patient with the run and continue to do it. 17 carries for David Montgomery, which I believe is his high for the season, is unacceptable, especially with the way, you know, and I'm saying it again, especially with the way he was running the ball. Uh, on Sunday uh, against the Lions he should have been 25 to 30 carries with the way he was uh, running the football you know he had 11 12 carries uh, at halftime it should have been the David Montgomery show uh, in the second half with the way that he was running the way that um, you know we had you know a 10-point lead uh, at halftime we should have been coming out thinking about protecting that lead not not getting conservative and playing small ball or anything but, you know, we were moving the chains. We got we scored three rushing touchdowns against the Lions uh in the first half. We should have stuck with that. Uh in the second half. It should have been all about the run, which could have set up play action, which would have been, you know, beautiful to set things up with with Comet and Graham and uh and things like that to, to to keep moving the chains and extend the lead and maybe score a fucking touchdown in the third quarter uh this year for only the second time this season and uh, you know, and stuff like that. So play more to Mitch's strengths. You know, if you're going to put him out there, let him do what he's good at instead of forcing him to constantly do things that we know he isn't good at. And, uh, you know, I would really like to see that. And then defensively, I not don't have much of a mind uh, for defense, to be honest with you, but just watching the games, you know, the the, the armchair quarterback that I am, or the in this case, the armchair Uh, defensive coordinator maybe play some more man on third down instead of zone because playing those soft zones on third down uh, allowed the lions to go it was either six of 11 or seven of 11 on third down and it didn't really and and the the most aggravating part is that they weren't converting third and four, third and two, they were converting third and 13, third and 16, third and eleven, and making it look easy like it was third and two or third and one. Um, that's what was what was really you know upsetting me. Uh, I mean, and and it's not something, and it's not just like we were we were watching it happen last week against the Lions. We've been watching this happen all year. Um, you know, the Bears go into like a, a, a zone where they, they only rush three or four and they drop everyone else. And, um, you know, our pass rush isn't what it was a couple of years ago in 2018 where it was absolutely savage and we were, you know, able to, to get home with three or four guys. Um, you know, so the, the the quarterback has all the time in the world to just sit back there and, and either wait for someone to get open or he's got more than enough time to sit there and scan the field to find his open, He's got more than enough time to bake a cake, read a book, and go through his progressions before finding an extremely wide-open receiver in the middle of our zone, well past the sticks, you know, and to just to make it look as easy and elementary as they do uh, is the most frustrating part. So, you know, if if man coverage will help us better uh, with that or, or like my buddy Fritz told me, the Bears need to do a better job of disguising their coverages and, 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 you know, maybe make them think that it's zone and drop into man or maybe make it look like it's man, you know, cause, so the, 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 the pre-snap calls are different and and things like that and then drop into zone after the snap of the the football, something to kind of confuse or, you know, trick the, uh, trick the quarterback when he's out there making the calls uh, and everything. That's what the Bears need to do. Uh, but more importantly, you know, we, we got to get home. We got to get home. We got to get after the quarterback. And I suggested last week that, you know, Pagano be more aggressive uh, in the passing game. Uh, Send, you know, uh, send Roquan, send uh, Trevathan, have him shoot in the gap. Send Buster Screen or whoever our corner, whoever our nickel corner is going to be this week with screen and the concussion protocol, uh, right now. Send somebody. Send extra help. That's going to get after Watson. uh, You know, because we got to slow him down. For sure, because this is a guy that, like Mitch, is just as dangerous with his feet as he is with his arm, and he's far more accurate than Mitch, obviously. So, um, you know, it it would be it would uh, it would be a good idea uh, for the Bears to uh, switch up what they've been doing, because what they've been doing has not been working, especially the last couple of weeks. We got picked apart uh, by Rodgers and Stafford. You know, I mean, I think they said that. Uh, on one pass play we 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 rushed three and drop eight and rogers had eight seconds to throw the football and found a wide open receiver in the end zone for a touchdown after you know seven seconds eight seconds standing back in the pocket because those three guys weren't doing anything and uh you know he was able to just drop a dime in the end zone to a wide open guy so that's pretty much the note that i have on defense is that again i'd like to see pagano be more aggressive and go after watson i mean what do we have to lose at this point honestly what do we have to lose i understand when we were you know in contention and and everything you want to be kind of conservative or play it safe because we can't afford to give up a big play but at this point man the season's basically over uh you know throw caution to the wind send the house go get them uh because i think unlike the raiders if we sent seven and dropped four we get home i honestly think that we would so uh you know if we send an all-out blitz on uh on the on the texans i think that we'll be able to get home um and and i don't think that would be a bad idea to try to do that from time to time uh just to mix it up because you know i i don't think that that Watson has a, a reputation for being, you know, panic-stricken or, or, you know, pitter-patter or anything like that when when pressure's coming. But if you get in any quarterback's face, A, they won't like it, and B, they're more likely to make a mistake when that happens. So uh, I would like to see the Bears uh, do that and, uh, you know, Pagano to be a bit more aggressive uh, with Watson uh, than he was with Stafford and, and Rodgers the last couple of weeks. So. Anyway, I think that's going to go ahead and do it, guys. Um, hopefully, we're uh, we're going to be talking on Monday in the Bear Bear Down show about uh, our first victory in nearly two months, um, uh, or we'll be talking about going into that Vikings game on a seven-game losing streak, and uh, you know the narrative of Na- uh, Nagy and, and Pace getting fired will continue to be spoken about and uh, and what have you, if nothing happens and so on and so forth so uh i'm hoping for our sake this is a fun and competitive game like it was against the lions as a football fan that game was a lot of fun to watch as a bear fan obviously the outcome is what really kind of tarnished the afternoon uh so at the very least that's what i'm hoping for Uh, a nice little battle between these two teams and uh you know hopefully a positive outcome uh for us although honestly i'm not liking our chances uh on sunday but uh Come back on Monday for the Bear Up and Bear Down, and then we'll do the deep dive on Tuesday. And until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been The Bears Talk Underground. That was the, city back in 63
2: the spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com.
3: I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry...
2: In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.
3: Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure